0: Mental health check in with Lee. Come on and check in with me. Mental health check in with leak. Come on and check in with me. Mental health check in with Lee.
1: Come on and check in with me. Come on and check in with me. Mental health check in with leak. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Health Check In with Todd Today, I have a special guest from Love is Blind Season 2. I have Nick Thompson. Welcome to the podcast, my brother. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm doing
0: okay. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm just so happy that we made this happen and um, we're going to get into this mental health talk. I'm just so excited for it.
0: Yeah, me too. It's de- definitely something people need to talk more about, but men need to talk more about it.
1: Yes. So my first question for you, all ask my guests every time they come on this show. This is the opening question. How is your mental health?
0: Um, well, it's uh, it's been better. If I'm going to practice what I preach here and be honest with you, yeah. um, you know, there's a there's a lot going on in my personal life, um, which sometimes bleeds into the public as well. So, you know, really just trying to, um, you know, take the days as they come and and um, hope that they're tolerable and that I have the the tools and the the skill set to get through them.
1: Yes, yes, man. Um, I love I love your answer. And I love to ask that question because I feel like. Um, a lot of us could be struggling, you know, but I think when you ask how is your mental health, instead of saying how are you doing, we ask about their <laughs> mental health, it, it, opens a, it opens a window to say, you know what, I'm not doing well, you know, I'm struggling, and, you know, it, it makes somebody think, and I think we need to ask that question more often.
0: I agree do. with you. You know, it makes me think about this question that I got um, from a, a friend now, but former coworker <laughs> and friend. Um, and she, asked, she was um, German, and she was working in Stockholm, Sweden, at a Swedish company that I had worked at. And I remember there was some culture shock uh, that she and I would discuss back and forth, um, especially when I, when I had first started. And one of the things that she asked me about was, how come in America, people just say, how are you doing? And you say, fine. How are you? Fine and that's it. And she's like, do people actually care how you're doing? And I remember telling her, I was like, you know, I'm, I never thought of it like that. And so I think about that now that you've said your, your piece about why don't we ask people how their mental health is, yeah. or really mean how is your day, or how are you doing? And I think that what you're doing here, and, um, you know, even the, the DMs back and forth that we had were very... Um, you know, very considerate, very thoughtful, and yeah. I I think that you are thinking about this in a very um, thought-provoking, futuristic way that we should all sp- learn a little bit from.
1: Yes, yes. Um, my, my next question for you: Um, growing up, was it okay not to be okay for you?
0: So that's a tough. That's a tough one because this is very personal to me. Um, I was, um, I started struggling very young with my mental health. And at the time, I didn't really know what it was. So I didn't know why I was sad. A lot of the time, I didn't know why getting up and going to school some days at seven, eight, nine, 10 years old seemed like it was the most um, difficult task you could possibly do. You know, I didn't know why that there were days after school where I just wanted to be in my room. And and it wasn't something that was well talked about, not just in my family, but I think at the time when I was growing up. And so as I got older and I I started to learn about depression and anxiety and these things existed, I really don't think I understood that I suffered from depression, that my mental health wasn't wasn't always okay um, until I was probably like maybe 19 or 20 years old. And that was, that was really, I mean, I had talked about it a little bit with friends in high school, but that was really when I started to say, okay, you know, there's, there are things going on with me and, um, you know, whether it's a chemical imbalance or I could learn new skills and tools to help me cope with it. Um, you know, I knew that there was, there was something and I had to start my journey somewhere. Yeah,
1: that's good, man. That's good. Um, thank you. What for ab- being- What I- about I- you? For me growing up was yeah. it okay to be okay yeah. um, <laughs> oh, okay um so for me um I felt like it wasn't okay not to be okay um you know you know we all grow up in different households different cultures and everything so you know I was like I see my grandma she was a single um parent well she had five kids her husband cheated on her and like I feel like she was like bitter mm-hmm. so like growing up I just saw her be strong so I feel like seeing that. I couldn't be strong. You know, as a child, I was molested by two of my cousins. Um, Gosh. I speak openly about it now. It's, like, affecting, like, you know, my, I don't got a lot of trauma now, and this is affecting me in my adulthood and stuff like that. So um, I feel like, I, you know, nobody told me, like, you know, something happens to me, tell them or something, that they, or whatever. I was a bad child acting out because of the sexual abuse, I was acting out. And I didn't tell nobody, so I feel like it wasn't okay for me to be not be okay. I feel like nobody spoke that, but you know, I'm 32, so you know, back when I was growing up, I think mental health wasn't even really talked about, you know, especially you know, I'm not in the black community, like you know, mental health is kind of frowned upon. You know, they tell you to pray, you know, church tell you to pray about it. That's all you need and stuff like that. But nowadays, you need you need to pray about it, but you also need to go to therapy and everything. So yeah, anyway, yeah it wasn't okay here. Yeah, was okay for me not to be okay. <laughs>
0: Well, first, I just want to say, I'm, I'm so sorry that you went through that. That's awful. Um, And there's no, there's no excuse. Right. And like the way that, you know, you weren't, you were expected to behave in your community and with your family after being, you know, traumatized, uh, it it just kind of like layers it on in a sense where you can't, now you're not just healing from that traumatic experience with your, was it your cousins? You said. With yes. your cousins, you're now healing with years and years of pretending that that didn't happen, yeah. which is just invalidating and can impact your, obviously your mental health, but inca- impact your yeah. confidence, impact your your interactions, your relationships, your friendships, whether that's with, you know, anyone. So I I applaud you for the work that you're doing and the fact that you're even doing something like this because yeah um you know you, you like you said you're, you're still working on yourself we're all works in
1: progress though so don't feel yeah we definitely yeah. are all in um next question for you is um we there's a stigma right around mental health right but it's also a stigma surrounding men's mental health they say that we can't be weak um we can't i'm sure emotions we have to man up we have to get over it. what do you say to that stigma surrounding men's mental health
0: well, I just want to say, forget that stigma, and that's easier said than done. Um, I think in at least my experience growing up, and again, this isn't just family, this is this is everywhere, right? This is culture, this is society. I feel like it's easier for men, and it's almost promoted in a sense for men to have um, to to get angry as an yeah. emotion or to be frustrated as an emotion, but to be layer deeper and understand what's causing that anger what's causing that frustration like that's really the the difference i think that as a as a man um the difference has been and you know you get ridiculed in society for being um and it's getting better but for being a man who wants to talk about his feelings or to be a man that wants to express that he's (laughs) struggling or to be a man that um can't can't quite figure it out from a mental health perspective or to have a day where you're, you're struggling. Like yeah. I can't even to this day. And I, I talk about it more now, but I grew up, I didn't talk about, it. I didn't talk about, I didn't tell anyone that I was suffering from depression yeah. until probably five, six years ago, wow. I kept it a secret. And in my mind, and I built this, you know, this practice as a kid, I would just hide, I would hide it. And if I couldn't hide it, or I was worried someone would see it in my face or see it through my eyes, I just wouldn't talk to people, or I wouldn't go on, um, you know, a a vacation with family, or I wouldn't go visit friends or hang out with friends. I just didn't want to be around people because I was so worried they were going to see it. And, you know, it's ironic. I literally was just texting with a friend about an hour ago, and um, she texted me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm okay. Like, why? What's going on? She's like, I saw your, your post on Instagram. And she's like, I could see in your eyes that you're not okay. And it's the point of, oh my gosh, like people can see it if they know you. And then even having her reach out and ask, um, is, is nice. But you know, I, I just took five days away from, social media because I honestly I just couldn't I couldn't do it I couldn't handle it anymore um and it's you know there's a there's there's so many things that are happening to men women children any gender and we we're just expected to hide it and we're trained to hide it and I think that's what we have to we have to peel the onion back and be comfortable talking about it and sharing the way that we're feeling
1: yeah, I definitely agree with you, but going on to the next question, you know, before I get to that question, I say this part every time, because I just want to make sure people get help, you know, if you're, anybody struggling with any deep depression or thoughts of suicide, suicide ideation, if you know someone that's suffering with it, make sure you dial the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at uh, 988, the new number is 988, or you can visit, um, a place i volunteer for nami bucks county pa nami is a national organization they have different um, chapters so i volunteer i lead support groups you know it's not intended to place therapy but i lead different support groups and everything they have a warm line just nami bucks pa.org you know or dial 988 if you need some help so my next question for you is um i'll ask you the question i'll actually jump in and say something but um have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide Um, if not, have you lost anyone to suicides? And I'll answer it first. Um, me and I don't know Nick, right? And I was hitting him up. You know, he asked me how I was doing mentally. You know past couple of days, uh, weeks, actually weeks, probably a month, I've been shitty, you know, I've been suicidal, you know, like, I'm gonna be honest, i have already to earn for myself, I was just ready to go, it was, like, a lot of stuff, and, like, I'm just posting, like, my close friends on Instagram, just posting, I just wanna die, and everything, so I am a suicide attempt, survivor, and even though I'm doing this podcast, guys, I'm talking about health. I'm doing stuff with NAMI, we need support groups, I still struggle with, thoughts of suicide you know um i'm reaching out to people i used to never reach out to people i used to keep it in my head but i'm reaching out to people and i don't use the 988 number and i should use it but i'm trying to um learn how to like get that help you know i'm on new meds and everything i'm just trying so i am a suicide a tip survivor and i lost friends to suicide so yeah, it hurts you know so sorry yeah yeah, yeah well. suicide is is not the answer but like I, for me, I get why people do it and stuff like that. Cause I've tried to do it, but it's, it's really not the answer. Cause when my friend, two friends died by so that's the right, that's the right term guys died by suicide. We'll never want to say yeah. commit, but uh, when they died by suicide, it was, yeah. But, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, first again, I, I just want to say, I hope, um, I hope you're, you're okay. And I hope you are, uh, it sounds like you have a support network, which I think is really important. And I think um, you know, I'm I'm not an expert. I just know my own experiences. But um, hearing you say, I'm reaching out to people now, like that's progress, right? You're talking about it. You're reaching out to someone. You know that you have the the 988 option, um, which is which is something that's maybe the next step for you to to use if you need it, right? And feel comfortable doing that. So I appreciate your vulnerability there but i also um i hope you're you're really okay and you you know you have resources and you have have um tools to help
1: yeah I, i'm i'm okay you know i'm you know taking medicine and everything is kind of um, working, awesome, but it's for me it's a holiday it's, it's a season of depression deep yeah. depression because um my mom died in 2019, liver cancer, then my sister died nine months later, so, like, I always missed them. This Sorry. Time. My grandma died in 2007, so I always, my grandma raised me, so I always missed them around this time, so I think to this, this, my, I was looking like, I was just thinking about some stuff, and I was just like, I ain't got nobody, you know, the, you know, like I watch people with their moms and sisters. So like it was like really emotional for me. But, you
0: know, let's get to you. <laughs> I well, I would, just, uh, I can I, want, no, it's okay. This is a safe, yeah. safe community yeah. we got here. One thing I want to say about the holidays, um, and this is something I don't really, I haven't really shared with many people at all, but why, yeah. why not share it with the world, right? Um, I struggle with the holidays. I, I yeah. really, really struggle with the holidays. I always have. Um, and yeah. you know one of the one of the things that's going to be hard this year is um, I had great holidays last year for the first time in a really long time. Yeah, and um, I'm not going to have those again this year. Yeah, um, going through you know a, a divorce, um, yeah. but you know the holidays are hard, but we just got to get through them and make the best yeah. of it, right? And if yeah. we have, you know guidelines and and structure in place to get through them, it's um, you know, it helps, right? I mean, I'm I'm dreading them too. I hate them. Yeah. Um and, and then, you know, you get back uh, in January and it's at least where we are, because you're in Philly, it's freezing and it's snowy yeah. and it's like you're just like <laughs> stuck with your own thoughts and it's it's tough. Um so, you know, I feel you on that one. I empathize with you and I, I hope that yeah. you have um you can find some happiness in, in the holiday season.
1: Yeah. But um have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide? You
0: know, or this is another one that I have not ever really openly shared with many people. Yeah. Um I have never attempted suicide. Yeah. I have thought about it probably most days of my life that I remember, at least once, even the best days. And I I always have this sort of thought in my head that it's going to get better when, when I feel like that. Um, I have these thoughts in my head that, you know, it would just be nice to like, not feel the dark cloud or feel the dark inside. Right. Um, but there's been a handful of times again, just being super open because you are, and, and this is uncomfortable for me. So bear with me. There's a couple of times where I would have legitimately thought this could be my last day and that would be okay with me, yeah. you know, and, and have I ever taken a step beyond thinking about it and and imagining it? No. Um, But there's been a few days, um, including recently where I'm like, I don't know how much more I can take. And I, I think I'm a mentally strong person and I don't know how much more I can take. So I, I can't imagine what it's like for other people who are struggling more, struggling worse, struggling in a different way, and not that you need to, you know, say someone's more depressed or less depressed. That's not what I mean. We're all struggling in our own way. But yeah. um, you know, I've never taken it past the, the thoughts. And so I, I empathize, and I feel for people who, who feel like they need to. Or do you take yep. it past
1: that. Yeah, guys, that's listening, just make sure. Um you just check on everyone. I know that we don't coast to say check with your strong friends, check on everyone. You just never know what somebody's dealing with. You never know a text or a call or a pop-up may help somebody. You know, they could be struggling about the just gonna commit. I mean, die you wanna die by suicide and everything, and you could just say they life by just showing up and stuff like that. Make sure you check on everybody, not just your strong friends, everybody make yeah. sure you check in and um that number is 988 if anybody is struggling with suicidal thoughts or um dark deep dark depression make sure you call them you can call them you can be bored you have no one to talk to you can call them they are available um and that's a question for you so we know that you were on season two of love is blind tell me mentally how was that for you mentally you know because i know you had cameras in your face you know you film and you know you know know the person you just you know yeah until you meet them and then watching it back like how was that mentally for you
0: um that's a that's a good question um so I, I'll walk you through like kind of the four stages of it if that's okay
1: that's good. Um, that's good
0: yeah number one was getting ready to go on um the love is blind experience and that was um I've done a lot of work I on myself over the years, um, I used to be very reactive. I used to be very agitated, um, irritated, crabby, would be a word people would use to describe me. <laughs> and and what it was coming from a lot of the times was this 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 like void inside me of not feeling like I'm connected. And yeah. it would it would travel through so many different, Um, relationships, friendships, family, my relationship with myself. And I could never connect the dots on why I was feeling this way and who, um, who I needed to be to feel better about it. And so going onto the show, um, you know, it was uh, COVID happened. um, And COVID tested all of us, I think in 2020. Um, I had just come out of a, a breakup that was Um, very, very hard going into COVID. And so the isolation was there, the, um, the scared the you know, the, the fear of the unknown, the how long am I going to not be able to see and talk to people, um, you know, being just heartbroken, but also just feeling, um, you know, lost and not being able to do the things that I had taught myself to do. To, to stay you know mentally strong and keep my inner peace, the other thing um, that I did during that time was just got really comfortable, more comfortable being alone. like I'm an introvert, so I'm okay spending time by myself as long as I've got structure. And, and um, going into the show, I felt good. Like I felt that I had effectively um, put my, put myself in a situation that I didn't care if I went home two days, and even leading up to it, I didn't really care if I got cast. I didn't expect to. Um, yeah. I thought I was too boring, um, and I kind of thought I, I had my my stuff together a little too much for what they would want um, on a reality show, and I'm, yeah. I, you know, I say I'm unapologetically myself, and what I mean by that is, like, take it or leave it, like, I'm always working to get better. I'm a work in progress, but, like, I'm doing the right thing to the best of my ability. And I haven't, I'm doing it all with integrity. So I'm going to go on this. And if someone loves me for me, that's great. If they don't, that's fine too. If everybody likes me, great. If nobody likes me, that's fine too. Because I know that I'm doing the best that I can. And I'm trying to do the right thing. And so I went into the show feeling that way. And it was this freeing feeling. Um, And then when you're actually... Filming. There's a couple different elements of it, but um, you know, I I got exhausted um just mentally and physically because you're going through this experience, you're trying to decide if you, you know, one pressure cooker after another, you decide, do I, is there any of these these contestants that I I feel I have a connection with? Okay, yeah. great. Yes. Then it's well. Which ones do I still have a connection with every day? And you're narrowing it down. And you know, for me, it it happened quickly um, and unexpectedly. But then you're in the pressure cooker of, well, now I have to propose. Do I want to propose? What are they going to say? And then you're immediately after that, you're stuck in the, well, what are what are we going to feel like when we see each other? Yeah. And then immediately after that, you're thrusted into, well, now we're going to be kind of on a honeymoon. And in our case, it was in Mexico. So it's like, yeah. how is that going to be like spending five days, um, you know, with this person that I, I just met, but I'm engaged to, Yeah. and then, then you're back home for a few weeks and you're like, am I going to marry this person? And by the way, once you get back home, you're back at work. The outside world is back. You have your cell phone, you're connected to everything. You got your friends, your family that saw you three weeks ago, and now they, now you're engaged. Yeah. And so it's, it's another pressure cooker. Um, and so I felt, um, exhausted during the whole time, mentally and physically. And then after that, um, you know, in my case, you're trying to, to figure out what your relationship is going to look like and how to make it strong and how to make it work before the show comes out because your whole world's about to change. And so, um, that takes a toll, right? Um, you know, I lost a lot of myself, um, and a lot of the structure that I had in place, that experience that helped me be functional, that helped me stay mentally strong, um, and then you know the show comes out and the whole world's paying attention to you, and yeah, that's that that's tough, right? And yeah. um, you know, for me, it, it was never that I I ninety five percent of the time do not care what people that don't know me think about me um, because again, it's like I have inner peace, like I know that I'm doing the best I can. And I know that I'm trying to do the right thing, and I'm trying to act with integrity. So I never, leading up to the show, I never worried about what my edit was going to be like. I never worried about because I'm like I never said or did anything that I I I would regret. Um, you know. Now that being said, there were some things that I'm like I wish I would have done them different, or I wish I could have seen a different perspective. But in the moment, I I you know acted in a way that I felt was. Um, appropriate for the time and so you know you can apologize and move on but it's not like I acted with ill intent that makes sense so then that the whole um, you know five percent of the time I care what people think it's really if it's if it's based around something coming um, from someone else who's talking about me but like even that it's like you kind of got to separate yourself right so the whole the whole thing is if you can if you can sort of disconnect people who see you on a reality show and yeah. realize they're seeing an hour and 14 minutes. And then with after the altar, maybe two hours total of your life. Yeah. Like they don't know you, they Ain't think all. they do. <laughs> they know I make my own toothpaste and that I'm sarcastic. That's all they know. Um, and then they know you for the relationship that you know, gets shown on, on that screen. They don't know you in real life. They don't know your real relationship. So I take a lot of solace in that. Um, But what really impacted me the most from the show was how quickly people are just ready to be, think the worst, put on a mask, and that mask being the internet, and be be cruel. And they don't think for one second that there's a human being that they're saying this to. And if they do think that and yes. they still behave that way, that's incredibly unfortunate for them. Yes. And so that that to me is one of the more difficult things because it, it it makes me sad that people choose to be cruel and choose to pile on someone or disparage someone and just really like, not think that there's a human being there and to your point earlier like you never know what someone's going through it's like right now i'm going on and on and on you can shut me up at any point but um i told you it's been a week so like yeah i i got laid off from my job last week and so i um i am going through a heartbreaking divorce Mm -hmm. i'm struggling um with that like it's You know, people, that's another, people think that, that you're like not a human because you, you found your partner on TV, like this, it's, it's harmful and hurtful to see people just like disregard this, like it wasn't a real marriage or like it wasn't a real relationship or that there weren't, there isn't real love. Like it's, it's awful. So it's like dealing with that and then having the public, you know, act like it's no big deal, um, that you're getting a divorce. Um, you know, and then having the, the challenge of doing that in the public eye, having the, um, challenge then added on top of that, of, of losing my job and, and, um, wondering, um, you know, how, how, (laughs) how quickly am I going to find another one? Am I going to lose my house? Am I going to, um, in a few weeks, like, am I going to have any savings? And there's no there's no money in, in reality TV, unless you, you do yeah. partnerships. Right. And I yeah. haven't done any yet. I haven't found any that makes sense for me as an individual. Um, and I, and again, like I have integrity, so I'm not just going uh, to shill a brand to shill a brand. Um, so it's like, you know, now on, on top of that, I, I don't have a job anymore. I'm about to lose my healthcare, um, at the end of the month. And when you lose your health care, as you probably know, uh, mental health is part of that as well. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I have a, a therapist I've been seeing for six years, um, you know, and there's going to be a, a tough conversation that she and I are going to have to have around that. So like, that stresses me out. And then, yeah. you know, it and it's, it's sad. And it's, it, it's at the point where, um, you know, I don't, I don't care what the people on on the internet say, like, they don't yeah. know me, you know, they don't know what I'm struggling with. They don't know where I'm what I'm going through right now or what it's like to just be losing your job, losing your your life, your your wife, your some of your yeah. friends. Like, so yeah, it's it's been it's been a tough week, man. Um, I'm not gonna lie, this has been one of the hardest ones that I've ever gone through. Um, and again, it's like there's people that have so many, so many more challenges than me. But um yeah. you know it's it's tough. That's a very long answer. But it, yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been a tough year okay. and a half.
1: That's okay. I just want to tell you, like, the um, I just want to give you some words of encouragement. You. you know, just keep fighting. You know, you like, like what you were saying. It's just like really, I, I like, I feel bad and stuff like that. It's just like, we I to give you a hug or something like that. You know, um, you know, losing the job, your wife, and just like, you know, I can't imagine. You know, and no, never say that. You know, people got other stuff going on. Everybody' mental health is important. Nobody's mental health is worse mm-hmm. than others. or bad than others. Or- you know, better we all is equal and stuff like that. Our situations might be different, but everybody mental health is important. And like I just want you to, you know, keep fighting. Um you so, so vulnerable, just being honest and just talking about, you know, because everybody have different like views on reality TV. you know, some good and some bad and stuff like that, you know? Um yeah. and I just know that things I say people say it's the main I don't believe it. I know things are gonna get better, you know. I know it is. It's just, um, just keep fighting. You know, I'm here, you know, Look can trade numbers. If you need to talk, like I'm always available. <laughs> I'm always I available. I appreciate that. Insane. Like I'm here for you, man. Um, let me get into my next question. My next question, um, what are some coping skills you could recommend to somebody that's struggling with their mental health? Let's get into some coping skills.
0: Yeah, so I am, um, I, again, work in progress. I think everybody needs to, think about coping skills that will work for them because they're going to be different by person, right? And that's, that's why like, I hesitate sure. when people ask me and I'm like, well, what works for me might not work for you. Yes. But
1: yeah. yes. but
0: that being said, I think there are some universal science-backed truths that I will say before I, I have one other thought on that. One, yeah. um, get yourself moving. I know that that's, that's like easy to say, get walk around your living room, go on a walk, bundle up if it's cold, like it's going to be for us the next few months, (laughs) move your body because it releases endorphins and dopamine and serotonin. And, and there's, there's scientific neurology to moving your body. So for me, I walk a ton when I need to decompress, when I have thoughts of sadness and depression that get overwhelming, I take a walk. And I know that sometimes that is the hardest thing in the world, it's maybe not even always feasible, but it can literally just be around your living room because I do that sometimes too. Okay. And I, so I would say like move your body, get fresh air um, are, are things that can help anyone and they're like scientifically back. That being said, I think one of the most important things that people can do to cope is really take a moment and think about the things that make you less sad. They don't even have to make you happy. They can just make you less sad. Do those things. It could be cooking, could be binge watching an entire season of a TV show and let yourself feel it. That was one of the greatest things that I've learned in therapy is that you can let yourself feel it, just don't let yourself get stuck in it. So if you're sad or you're having a hard day, let it be, let yourself have a hard day, let yourself be sad and know that it's temporary and that you, yeah, that you will, and it may not be great, but at some point in that day or the next day or the day after that, you're gonna feel just a little bit better and then you can start to build some momentum. And take the time to do what you need to do in those moments to just be okay. Because you go in survival mode and that's okay. Just know you can't stay there.
1: Damn, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with everything. He said everything, you know, and especially part I agree with like coping skill, what may not work for me, what may Mm -hmm. work for me may not work for you. You know, you have to find your coping skill, you know, it could be journal and music, just whatever that looks like, you know, with the walking i took a walk the other day it was cool as hell out there but i felt better it was like a 15 minute walk quick walk. i just went to this park this park for the first time and it was a good ass walk i was like wow it makes a difference like, yeah. doesn't it yeah it definitely does and i was like i was supposed to go yesterday but it was a little drizzling raining but I should, i'm gonna go tomorrow hey, it's I'm gonna it was drizzling
0: and raining here yesterday too and i still forced myself yeah. to do it i threw a hat on and i'm like let's get wet
1: okay. <laughs> Um, my best question for you. Can um, you tell somebody, tell somebody that's listening why it's important to put, to put their mental health first. You know, sometimes when we struggle, people that try to be there for others, but sometimes we're not there for ourselves. So let them know why it's important to put their mental health first.
0: Here, here's what I always say um, about this. And I learned this the hard way, because I'm a, I'm a giver. Like I find a lot of my personal, and this is not healthy. I'm going to say, I'll openly say this. I know this. is <laughs> I put a lot of my, and I've gotten better and I'm working on it. I put a lot of my self. I don't know if worth is the right word. A lot of my like self into wanting to be there and help other people. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing is more fulfilling to, than when I know that I've helped someone and it can be something so simple. It can be so, it, I mean, you know, now I have random people that are like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm meeting you. Can I take a picture? I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, you're, I'm so sorry about, you're not bothering me. Like to see how excited it makes someone to just be able to give them a picture, like 30 seconds of my time. Maybe if we took more than one, like it's no big deal. But I think there's some fundamentals when you, when you think about it is one, nobody, is responsible for your mental health, aside from you. People can contribute, but no one is responsible besides you. So if you neglect yourself and you neglect your mental health, your mental health is neglected. And then once the snowball starts, if you don't put the tools into play that you need to take care of yourself, you will spiral. It will snowball. It will get worse. Secondly, if your cup, and this is everywhere, like I'm, this is yeah. this. Is, much smarter people can over with this. If your cup isn't full, how do you expect to help fill someone else's cup? Wow. Right.
1: Yeah. So, I, know that. I love that. Saying. Everybody says that. I love it.
0: I know. And I'll, I'll say this too. Like this, this comes hand in hand. Like while you're responsible for your own mental health, that yeah. doesn't mean you can't support other people in their mental health. Yeah. But at the same time, you also have to realize that everybody has their own things going on. And you have to be able to put up a boundary if necessary if you're not okay and someone else is is requesting you, your support. And if yeah. you mentally cannot give them your support, it's okay to communicate that to them. You yeah. say, I'm not feeling great right now and I am sending you love and support. However, like right now, I don't have the the um the wherewithal or have the energy to to support you in the way that you need and i think that that's something that's really hard for all of us to do um myself included sometimes but me too but sometimes you just got to stop and take care of yourself and that's that's okay because that's your responsibility you know it's your top responsibility yeah
1: um i agree with you um before we go is anything last thing you want to say to the people that's listening
0: you know yeah um this was um i don't want to say i've been like dreading this because that's not the case but i i wanted to be open and vulnerable today because i am in a in a very difficult time of my life right now yeah. um and i wanted to give you that um you know give you that that honesty um but what I would say to people is, remember a couple of things. One, you're not alone. Um, two, it's okay to not be okay. And you can't see it, but I have it on a bracelet. Yes. Um, it's okay to not be okay. And um, you have to take care of yourself first and foremost. Um, but talk to someone, reach out, ask for help. Yes. Reach out and tell a friend, can you just come over? I did that yesterday to two different friends and they both just came over and it was for a couple hours each and it helped. Um, so I would encourage you to reach out to the people in your life because you would be surprised, um, how quickly they are to help you if you ask. And then lastly, um, our country is super messed up with healthcare, um, and mental health, is healthcare. So for those of you who struggle um, and you maybe feel like you don't have the resources, take advantage of some of the services, the groups, the people in your life, because um, you've got to get through to the next day and that's your only option. So stay strong. Um, And we're all in this together, never forget that. We're all human beings first and foremost. And for uh, men, one last thing, I'm sorry. For men, no, wait, wait. Um, this, this is really, really hard. Like yeah. I'm trying to carefully articulate how I've been feeling here and this is not yeah. easy. And I am going to be anxious until this releases. Um, yeah. And um, it's, it's difficult to be vulnerable, um, but you would be surprised how open people actually are to it if you're comfortable talking about it and start yeah. small. Um, I think the first time I told someone that I suffered from depression, it took me um, probably 20 minutes to get that, get the line out. Um, but man, did I feel like it yeah. was a weight lifted off of me that I had been carrying for my whole life. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, that's so good. That's so good, guys. I just want to say thank you, my brother, you know, my new brother coming on the mm-hmm. podcast and just being so open this is probably one of the minutes like everybody's open on the podcast but this is like really really deep <laughs> really, you, you really
0: caught deep. me at a yeah a very interesting time and
1: yeah but i want to say thank yeah. you for coming on thank you for being a guest man it means a lot thank yeah. you so
0: much thank you for having me on but more importantly thank you for what you're doing um and you're using your your um your own experiences to help broader group of people and the greater good so keep doing what you're doing and you stay strong
1: thank you thank you